الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. Bila shakku bila raib We are living in times of calamity, times of trials and tribulations. I wanted to give a reminder and bi'ithnillahi ta'ala this will be just one of a series of reminders during this time that we are currently living in and an aspect to benefit and to gain some benefit during this 2020 pandemic. In light of the fact that many areas have closed down, there are many who are under stay-at-home orders, many who are in quarantine, be that self or imposed quarantine. We find ourselves in a situation that we could potentially gain a lot of benefit from. And as a Muslim, it is incumbent that we understand that our lifespans are limited. That in fact, we are nothing more than a collection of moments. We each have been allotted a certain amount of moments that we will be upon this earth. A certain amount of time that we will be upon this earth. And when that time has elapsed, when we have used up everything that was allotted for us, for our usage from time, risk, from provisions, oxygen, so on and so forth. When we have used up that which have been allotted to us, then that is it. Then our death, it will come and it will come swiftly. So it is incumbent realizing this situation that we take advantage of our lives. We take advantage of the time in which we have been given so that we gain benefit. So that when we meet our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are in a state where we could receive his mercy, where we could be entered into the Jannah. And that will come by an individual working hard here in this world to do that which is beloved unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to do that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with. There comes a hadith. Hadith is well known. Many of us we may know this hadith. The hadith that comes inside of Sahih al-Bukhari. Where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Ni'matan. He said that there are two blessings. There are two blessings that many of the people, they are deprived of them. Meaning they are deprived from benefiting from them. Many of the people, they are deprived from these two blessings. 
they lose out on these two blessings. Two blessings that many of the people they miss out on. What are these two blessings? Health and spare time, free time. Sheikh bin Baz, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions when commenting on this particular hadith, ni'matan maghbun, two blessings that people are deprived of, meaning that two blessings in which they did not benefit from, two blessings in which the individuals, they did not benefit from them. Naam. And when you look at the blessings in which the Prophet ﷺ, he mentions, these are blessings that almost everyone, they have one or both of them. Or they, it has reached them at some point in their life, either one or both of these blessings. And that is the blessing of Siha wal Farah. So now we have to ask ourselves, in our times of health, in our times of health, what have we done how have we utilized it have we benefited from it now when we are healthy did we pray more did we pray more of our voluntary prayers did we stand up at night praying unto allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did we fast the voluntary fast so on and so forth did we take advantage of our strength when we had strength or did we squander it and waste it now wishing that we could get something from it back so that we can do what we can do what we can do? Now, these are questions. But if you find that most individuals at some point in their life, they have bouts of what? Of health. They were healthy. Now, so now that health is here, what are we going to do with it? Now, and likewise, for our spare time, when the spare time is there, what are we going to do with it? Now, and this is really important for the youth to understand see the see the older ones you understand we we understand the reality of what it is to lose one of these now because many of us our health is is failing now we we have ailments now you know a pain in this knee didn't have a pain in that knee before pain in the back didn't have a pain in the back before and yeah, you know to the end of it from from the you know the ailments that older people they deal with and that come with age Naam. So they have an appreciation for good health because they understand what it is to have and to lose it. Naam. Likewise, spare time. They understand what it is to have spare time and what it is to lose it. Naam. Or, or we should say in theory, they understand it. Right? In theory. Because sometimes, you know, we're always saying what we would do. Uh, if, if I had the strength, I'll do this. If I had the strength, I'll do that. If I had the spare time, I'll do this. If I had spare time, I'll do that. And then... When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he touches them and he blesses them with something from spare time, right? Or yeah, or tests them with something from spare time, you find what? They squandered it just like they squandered it before. You know, unfortunately. When you look at the youth, and that's why I said particularly the youth, both of these characteristics, and generally, are brought together in the youth. In the youth, they have both of these blessings. For the most part, now for the most part, the youth have both of these blessings where they have they're healthy, they're strong at the prime of their lives, strength wise, right? And at the same time they have spare time. They have spare time. 
they don't they don't have any responsibilities upon them they don't have to pay bills they don't have to work they don't have to buy this and buy that so on and so forth now they have no responsibility they have a lot of spare time they have a lot of spare time so the youth have to take advantage of this time of their life because remember that the youth is a time in a life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to ask us about on the day of judgment. He's going to ask us about our youth and what we did with it. Because in the youth, you find what? You, you, you were strong and you and you had spare time. So for the youth, you really don't have excuses. You really don't have excuses. What are you going to say? Your back was hurting? Your back wasn't hurting. What are you going to say? You, you had arthritis? No, you had arthritis. Right? What are you going to say? You were strong and you had spare time. You had spare time. You understand? So it is incumbent that we take advantage of our health. It's incumbent that we take advantage of our spare time. It's incumbent that we take advantage basically of everything we can take advantage of. You take advantage of it before you don't have it. You take advantage. And that's how we have to start living our lives. Is take advantage of the time that we have here for the hereafter. SubhanAllah. The ulama they had mentioned, and if my memory serves me correctly, was Sheikh Abdul Razak. He had mentioned an individual who was bedridden and... They were in, in mobile, yani. I, I don't remember exactly it was because they were paralyzed or, or something of this, of this effect, but they couldn't move, right? They couldn't move, whether that was a state that was permanent or a state that was temporary due to, you know, uh, 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 some complications or, or whatever. But they, they couldn't move. But yet the person, the, the, the youth, they were, they were still happy. They were still joyful and so on and so forth. And when it was inquired about the joyfulness of this individual, he had mentioned that alhamdulillah i have a tongue that i can remember allah with i have a tongue that i can remember allah with so you were happy because they took advantage now nah, i can't do this i can't you know i can't you know uh, 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 help people out with my body physically strong help people i can't do that right i can't stand and worship and so on and so forth but i have a tongue that is working i have an intellect that is there so I can, I can even in this state, I can worship Allah much. I can worship Allah much. You understand? And, and, and this was an individual that was what? That was taking advantage of what they had as opposed to individuals who always make an excuse. You understand? They make an excuse. Well, I can't, I can't do this, so I'm not going to do anything. No, you can't do that, but you can do something else. If you can't stand for the salah, you can sit. If your back is hurting... Right, so you say I can't stand long times in the nighttime and pray qiyamul because my back it hurts. So then you do what? You sit down. You sit down. Don't stand. Sit down. You understand? We have to be individuals who are always looking for excuses to do and looking for uh, uh, ways around. Right? Looking for ways around. If we find if we find a hindrance here that impedes us, then we're gonna find we're gonna find a, a workaround. We're gonna find a workaround. Okay, well I'm gonna I can't do this this much of the worship, so I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to do that much of the worship. Right? I can't do this much of what I want to do, so I'm gonna find a way to do something from what I want to do. We have to find workarounds when it comes to our deen. Because when it comes to dunya, people find workarounds. When it comes to dunya, people find workarounds. Do you understand? Something happened. Let's take money for example. People always talking about I ain't got money. I don't got no money. I don't got no money. But something happened. You find money, right? You find a way. Do you see? So there's workarounds. But the the question is, are we going to have the uh, 
you know, are we going to have the desire to bring forth those workarounds for our hereafter? Now, I'm for our hereafter. A person say, I'm at work. I can't pray duha right now because, you know, whatever uh, is busy. Yeah, subhanallah. You could, you can, you can, you can say subhanallah. You can say la ilaha illallah. You can say alhamdulillah. You can say Allahu Akbar while you're working. While you're in motion. While you're, you know, tending to the crops or or whatever the case is. While you're programming or yeah, you know, if you're a computer programmer or whatever the case is, you could you could still worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Person they say, well, you know, yeah, whatever the case is, they bring excuse. Well, you you, you have yeah, any, all types of devices you can stick in your ears, right? Right? Earphones, right? All kind of ear pods or whatever the case is, right? You can listen to Quran. You can listen to Quran. You can contemplate. You can listen. Even while you're doing other things. So the point is, is that we have a lot of ways that we can benefit. And this is the beauty Yani, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He has bestowed upon us is that we have multiple deeds, good deeds we can go from. So a person can go from praying voluntary prayers. Then after he's done praying voluntary prayers, they can make dhikr unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They can study, they can read yani, uh, Allah's book. They can study, they can read the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu They can read the books on fiqh, the books of knowledge. They can read the books. They can read about the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu After reading about the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu they can do a good thing for someone else. That's a good deed. They can do something that will bring joy to someone. That's a good deed. They can they can spend in sadaqah. Now they can make dhikr. Yeah, they so on and so forth. You can always do something. You can always find something good to do uh, 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 with, with, with little to no resources needed and the like. You understand? So Sheikh Ben Baiz, he gives some beautiful advice of which that we can apply to utilize uh, and benefit from our time, especially now those who are unable to go out except for the you know necessities, so they're not even able to go to work because they're under quarantine or they stay at home. Uh, uh, orders and so on and so forth um, and the like you can benefit now you're home now you can benefit you see now you can benefit so Sheikh Mbaz he mentions he says wajib ala jami' ala rijali wa nisa ayyata'allamu wa tafaqahu fi dinihim it is incumbent and it is wajib upon all everyone from the men and the women upon every man and every woman na'am that they learn and they have gained understanding of their religion that they learn and gain understanding of their religion. This is the time now. You can learn. You can learn the shurut al-salat. You can learn the arkan al-salat. You can learn about the wajibat of the salat. So on and so forth. You can learn this stuff now. You can learn about your aqidah. You can learn. You can read. You can benefit. Naam. This is the time to do muraja. To go do review of the latitude usul. Three fundamental principles. For example. Or qawad al-arba'ah. Or the four fundamental principles, yani for example, or yani any of the books, yani usul sunnah, the the foundation of the sunnah by Imam Ahmed, Lumat al-Aytiqat, naam, so on and so forth. This is the time now you can read these books. You can say, okay, in my quarantine, and you make a burnamage, you make a program for yourself. In my quarantine, I'm going to read the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. I'm going to read the tafsir of the last ten uh, chapters. For example, yeah, you could, you know. You make you you make you make goals that are appropriate for your for your ability. This is what we have to do. The Shaykh says in accordance to the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, uh or 
before that. We know the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam That whoever Allah was good for, he gives them understanding of the religion. Whoever Allah was good for, he gives them understanding of the religion. This is because what these are individuals, they wanted good for themselves, so therefore they strove to do those things by way in which they could acquire understanding of the religion. So they so they so so they read. They listened to lectures. They asked questions when they didn't know. They tried to memorize. Naam, they studied, they reviewed, so on and so forth. They tried to uh, get good for themselves. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He rewards them. He rewards them by wanting good for them. You understand? And, and, and the ulama, they say, and where we get this from is from the understanding of the opposite. Is that what? Is that, مَن لَا يُرِدِ اللَّهُ بِهِ خَيْرًا لَا يُفَقِّهُ فِي الدِّينَ That the one who Allah does not want good for, He does not give them understanding of their religion. The one who Allah does not want good for, he does not give them understanding of the religion. And the ulama, they explain this. They say, what, what we understand is understanding uh, because al-jazaa min jins al-amal. Because the punishment is appropriate for the crime. You understand? This person did not want good for themselves. So therefore, they didn't try to learn. They didn't try to learn. They didn't try to read. They didn't try to study. They didn't try to reflect and to contemplate. They didn't ask questions about their religion of the things that they, did, that, that, that they didn't know. You understand? They never put forth any effort to acquire good for themselves. So as a consequence and a punishment, Allah does not want good for them. They didn't want good for themselves. Allah does not want any good for, to reach them. You understand? And this is for the one who what? Who turns his back in totality on trying to understand the religion? So now, which one of us wants to be in that in that, in that situation? You understand? And all of us, we want to be in a situation where we are from the best, where we are from the best, where we, yani, are when we excel. Nobody wants, nobody chooses to be the worst. Everyone wants to be the best. Everyone wants to excel. Everyone wants to be, you know, the cream of the crop, so on and so forth. How do you be the cream of the crop? How do you be the best? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, خَيْرُكُمْ مَنْ تَعَلَّمَ الْقُرْآنَ وَعَلَّمَهُ He said, the best of you is those who learn the Qur'an and then they teach it. That the best of you are those who learn the Qur'an and then they what? They teach it. That's the best of you. So if you want to be the best, that's how you be the best. You learn the Qur'an and you teach it. So now, how... Serious are we about wanting to be the best? Are we striving to learn the Quran? Are we striving to learn how to read it properly? Are we striving yani, to, 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 to implement the guidance that's contained therein? Are we striving to understand what is there? To understand what is in the Quran so that we can implement it? You know, you know the hadith on how the on the day of judgment the parents of a, a person of Quran, a child of Quran, they will receive crowns that are, uh, yani, that were are bright, luminous, luminescent crowns, bright as the sun, that they receive that on the day of judgment. Sheikh Muhammad Bezmouli mentions about this narration that this is not just restricted to those parents who their children become hufad. That this is a lot of people understand this. That if my child memorizes the Quran and becomes a half of, of Quran, then this is the reward that is awaiting. Uh, Sheikh Bazmouli said, No, no, this is a, a wrong understanding. This is not 
necessarily what it means. Now, I'm not going to enter into that. Don't get me wrong. But he said this is not what that means. He said this means parents who teach their children the Quran, guidance from the Quran, and thus their children implement the Quran. These are the real people of the Quran. He said because if you look, if you were to say about the Sahaba, those yani, and describe them, then they were people who they implemented the Quran. They had deep understanding and knowledge of the Quran. But now, if you go back and you look at the Sahaba, did every single Sahabi memorize all of the Quran? And the answer is no. And the Shaykh he brought as an example. He said it is not narrated that Abu Bakr is Siddiq, that he memorized all of the Quran. Nor is it narrated that Umar that he memorized all of the Quran. Yet they were people who had profound understanding of the Quran. You understand? And that this is what is intended. Those parents who they make it a priority to teach their children the guidance of the Quran so that they understand what is in the Quran. Not that they just rattle it off and they from memory. No, but they understand what is there. They understand the guidance. They implement it. So on and so forth. They have fiqh. They have understanding of the guidance of the Quran. This is what is intended. This is what is intended. So I want you to understand that The best of you are those who they learn the Quran and teach it. This don't mean they memorize it and teach it. No, that's from the meaning, but that's not the whole meaning. Because if you memorize it alone, but you don't know the guidance that's contained therein, you're not implementing it, so on and so forth, then really, how much? That's really no benefit for you. If anything, because the Quran, the Quran is a proof either for you or against you. Now, if you have memorized surah, if you have memorized any surah chapters that have guidance contained therein, and then now you go, you acting contrary to the guidance contained in no chapter, what are you going to say? You ain't know? Huh? You memorized it. What are you going to say? You didn't know? You memorized it. You put forth effort to memorize it, so now you are at blame for not understanding that which was in what you memorized. You took the time to memorize it. You ain't take the time to understand what you was memorizing? So who fault is that? That's your fault. So what you gonna say now? You gonna play ignorant? You gonna play? You gonna play dummy? I, I'm, you know, I'm saying. The point is, is that we have to memorize the Quran, reflect on the Quran, study the Quran, know the meanings of the Quran, act and implement the Quran. Implement the Quran and act in accordance to it. That's how we have to be. So now, so now, it's a test for everybody. Now, what you test yourself, right? What you test yourself when it comes to those chapters that you recite often inside of your salah. Those chapters that you recite often in your salah. Do you know what they mean? Do you know the guidance that's contained therein? Surah Al-Fatiha. Surah Al-Fatiha. Everybody knows Surah Al-Fatiha. Do you know what it means? Do you know the guidance that's contained therein? Do you know all the fruits and treasures that are contained inside Surah Al-Fatiha? You, you, do you or no? If not, maybe that's something you need to put on your yani, to-do list for your quarantine. Go over the tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha. Now, likewise, those chapters that you recite all the time. 
Do you know what they mean? Do you know the guidance that's contained therein? Or you just recite them? Do you even know their translation? Right? For those who don't know Arabic, do you even know their translation? It's a question. Sheikh Saleh Abdaziz Al Sheikh he mentions, he says that it is uh it is uh, what do you say? It is wrong. It is like it is it is disgraceful. It's wrong, right? That a person would recite something all the time and don't know what it means. He said that's wrong, that's disgraceful. That's disgraceful. You recite something all the time and you don't know what it means? That's that's pitiful. Now in this in this context, pitiful I think is more is more closer to hitting the bill of what is intended. It's pitiful that you recite something all the time and you don't know what it means. That's pitiful. That's pathetic. So we alive, alhamdulillah, we can alleviate it by what? By going over the tafsir. So now perhaps there is something we can put on the to-do list, and that is by uh going over the tafsir, reading the translation and going over the tafsir of those chapters that we oft recite in our salat. Nah? So those chapters that we oft recite when we pray, that's what I want everyone that I need to put on a to-do list. If you don't know, know what it means. Learn what it means. Study it. Know the meaning. Know the guidance contained therein. So on and so forth. Nah? The Sheikh, the Sheikh, he mentions... Um, in commenting on the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, "May Whoever Allah wants good for, He gives them understanding of the religion. He said this points us to the fact that the one who does not have understanding of the religion. That Allah does not want good for them. The one who does not have understanding of the religion, that Allah does not want good for them. And then he says, Nas Allah We ask Allah for his safety and protection. Amen. For the wajib, the Shaykh he mentions, for the wajib, So it is incumbent, it is wajib, it is binding wajib. Now everybody know wajib, right? It is wajib, it is any obligatory that every man and woman learn the religion and have understanding in the religion learn the religion and have understanding in the religion now as the ulama they also point out this does not mean that everyone is has to become an alim that everyone has to become a scholar from the ulama no no it doesn't mean that it means that everyone has to have some degree of knowledge and understanding about the religion they have to have some degree of knowledge and understanding about the religion. And in particular, they have to know and they have to have understanding on those things that are a individual responsibility upon them. Those things that are fadu na'in. Those things that are an individual responsibility, they have to know about it. Now, they have to have knowledge about it and understanding of it. So, for example, those deeds that are wajib binding upon you as an individual, like the salah. You have to know about your salah. You have to know about your salah. You have to have understanding of the salah. But likewise, it is wajib that every individual, they know their aqidah. Now, I'm just first and foremost. They know their aqidah. They know 
Tawheed and no la ilaha illallah. So now you have to know, you have to, you have to know as an individual, what is the meaning of la ilaha illallah? You have to know as an individual, what are the pillars of la ilaha illallah? You have to know as an individual, what are the conditions of la ilaha illallah? You have to know as an individual, what is that which is necessitated by the belief in la ilaha illallah? And utilize that as a frame of reference. So everything when it comes to aqidah, you have to know how to properly believe and what it means and what it constitutes to properly believe. Naam? It's wajib. It's binding upon you. So you have to have knowledge and understanding of those things. Likewise, the fasting. You have to have knowledge and understanding about the fasting. And then anything that is upon you that you're doing as a Muslim, you have to know what are the rules and regulations that relate to those particular things. Naam? What are the rules and regulations as relates to particular things? So if you are a businessman and you buy and you sell and so on and so forth, then you have to know the rules and regulations of Islam as relates to trade and doing business. Now, so on and so forth. You understand? So this is what it means, Yani, that everyone has to have knowledge and understanding of the religion. Uh, at the bare minimum, that which is an individual responsibility upon you as an individual, you have to have knowledge and understanding about. You understand? And then that which is beyond that, then the more you know, then the better. The more you know, then the better. The more you know, then the better. Naam. But at the bare minimum, this is what is meant. That everyone has to have understanding of their religion. That which is upon them, they got to know about it. And this is an encouragement that we should want to yani, seek knowledge. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that whoever takes a path and they seek and they're looking in that path yani for knowledge right that Allah will make easy for that person a path to Jannah that Allah will make easy for that person a path to Jannah hadith on Sahih Muslim the Shaykh he says الأخوات من النساء أصيكم جميعا من تبلغه هذه الكلمة أن يتقي الله and also I advise you brothers from the men and sisters from the women and the, and everyone who this 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 uh, this word reaches them everyone who this speech it reaches them or this, these words reach them Everyone who these words fall upon their ears to fear Allah, to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So during the quarantine, make sure you fear Allah. Fear Allah wherever you at. Fear Allah. And to learn and to gain understanding of the religion. To learn and to gain understanding of the religion. And to have a concern for the Allah's book, Al Quran and Kareem, the noble Quran, and to increase in your reading of it. To increase in your reading of it. Naam. So during the quarantine, we should be increasing in our reading of it. You're in the quarantine for two weeks, right? Some longer. Try to make a khatam of the Quran, try to finish the Quran. Right? You're in the quarantine, what else are you doing? <laughs> what what else you doing? So, uh, yeah, I mean, read the Quran. Increase in reading the Quran. Finish it. Bismillahi ta'ala. 
You're home for 14 days, finish it. Each day, take a portion. Each day, take a portion. Take a portion. And then, yani, like this. You understand? And over this next time, memorize what is easy for you to memorize. Now, so over this quarantine, take a chapter that's easy for you to memorize, right? And say to yourself, I'm going to complete this chapter, right? If it's a really long chapter, right? Then say to yourself, I'm going to complete perhaps yani, a half of this chapter, right? Or, or however many, you know, from the pages. But try to make a, a big dent in it, inshallah ta'ala. Make that from your to-do list while you're in quarantine, inshallah. Naam? فَإِنَّهُ كِتَابُ اللَّهُ Because verily it is the book of Allah. فِيهِ هُدَى وَنُورُ It has in it guidance and light. It has in it guidance and light. كَمَا قَالَ تَعَالَى As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala كَمَا قَالَ سُبْحَانَ As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala إِنَّ هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ يَهْدِي لِلَّتِي هِيَا أَقْوَمْ That verily this, this Qur'an it leads to that which is better. It is guidance to that which is better. The Surah Al-Isra verse number 9 and and say it is for those who believe it's a guidance and it is a healing in Surah Fusilat in uh, verse number 44 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says وَهَذَا كِتَابُ أَنزَلْنَاهُ مُبَارَكٌ فَاتَّبِعُوهُ وَاتَّقُوهُ لَعَلَّكُمْ and that verily this book has been is a blessed book that has been sent down. So therefore follow it and have fear. Therefore follow it and have taqwa so that perhaps you will attain mercy. So follow it and have taqwa in order that you receive mercy and that you yani, attain mercy. Comes in Surah Al-An'am in his verse 155. And Allah Jalla wa'ala he says, وَنَزَّلْنَا عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابِ تِبْيَانًا لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ Allah Ta'ala, He says, And we have sent down unto you the book that is يعني, uh, guidance for everything. It makes everything clear. It gives you a clear explanation and guidance for everything. هُدًا وَرَحْمَةً It is a guidance. It is a mercy. وَبُشْرَى لِلْمُسْلِمِينَ And it is a glad tiding to the, the Muslims. It is a glad tiding to the Muslims. Surah Al-Nahn, verse 80. Nine. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, Kitabun anzalnahu ilayka mubarakun liyadabbaru ayati waliyatadhakkara ulul albab. And a blessed book in which we have sent it down unto you in order that his verses are reflected and pondered over. And it is a remembrance, it's a reminder for those men of understanding and those women of understanding. It is a reminder for those who have understanding, ulul albab, for those who have functioning, good, sound, intellects, brains, and the like. Uh, those who, yeah, whatever you want to call it, yeah, those who have working intellects, working hearts, yeah, any, uh, uh, a sound intellect, and they're using it. Then these are the ones who are truly going to benefit from it. These are those who reflect and ponder over it. So it is incumbent, it is a must that over these days of quarantine that we benefit ourselves from seeking knowledge. We benefit ourselves by increasing in worship the uh, uh, the voluntary worship unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we increase in making dhikr, we increase in making istighfar, we increase in reading the Qur'an, contemplating over the Qur'an, 
memorizing what is easy from the Quran and all of our life and implementing the Quran that these are essential things that we need to utilize to benefit from our time in quarantine and in general to benefit from our time on earth period these are things we need to benefit from our time on earth so so much more so now should we increase upon them during these days of quarantine and the Sheikh he has more advice yani, but we would suffice with just that which has been mentioned bithnilahi ta'ala wa as'allah ta'ala an yanfa'ni an yanfa'na bima sami'na wa an yaj'alahu hujjatan lana wa la alayna wa zidna ilma and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he benefit us all from what we heard and that he makes it a proof for us and not against us and that he increases us in knowledge فَإِلَى اللِّقَاءِ Until next time we meet يعني نكتفي بهذا القدر وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرًا